Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Markets. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we know it's important to stay ahead of inflation. We think about where interest rates are going and what this means for markets. Pipeline companies may offer inflation protection through the energy transition. We identify other sectors with the ability to maintain their margins when prices are rising. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss the conflict between progressive climate policies and energy security. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has brutally exposed the weakness of Europe's energy policies. Curbing CO2 emissions seems a good idea because we can't be sure how a warming planet might change. But the science is complicated and any certainty about the outcome is misplaced. There's an enormous cost to changing how we use energy in pursuit of limiting global warming to one and a half degrees above industrial times. Remember, we've already gone up 1.1 degrees, so we've only got 0.4 degrees to go. You can find lots of stories about how extreme weather events are more common, but I think for most people, the climate doesn't seem that different unless you're actively looking for examples of change. It's a bit like investing based on environmental, social, and governance criteria, or ESG. If that's really important to you, it means you've solved all your other problems. This is what had happened to Western Europe before Russia's invasion. They had security of their borders and relatively high living standards. They'd got away with underspending on defense for decades, thanks to the US. This afforded them the luxury of focusing on other issues, like spending tens of billions of euros on windmills and not worrying too much about their dependence on Russia for 40% of their natural gas. In this way, climate extremists are the enemies of energy security because their most important goal is to reduce output of reliable energy like natural gas. They haven't done much to persuade consumers to shun fossil fuels, so they're focused on the suppliers because big companies are an easier target. Energy security means having diverse sources of energy and investing enough to provide much, if not all, of your own. Climate change can be the world's biggest issue when wars have stopped, everyone is fed properly, and has a safe, comfortable place to live. Then climate change deserves a place near the top. But the world isn't there yet, as Russia has shown. And I hope a number of those climate alarmists are watching your program this evening because you are absolutely correct in that we have scaled back American energy production and become much more reliant upon Russian energy, Russian oil. Senator Joni Ernst makes some good points. Although it's not true that we rely on Russia for much oil, there are hundreds of grades of crude oil and we trade in both directions to get the grades that our refineries are set up to process. It wouldn't be hard for the US to stop importing Russian oil. But since Russia exports 5 million barrels a day of crude, the prospect of the world losing access to even some of that oil is pushing prices higher. U.S. oil production peaked at just under 13 million barrels per day in 2019, just before COVID, and it fell to just below 10 within a few months. It still only recovered about half of that drop. The policy question for the U.S. is whether we should encourage more domestic production as a way to offset the potential loss of Russian exports and support energy security for our European allies.
but it is the one thing that would really ratchet down on President Putin, and that is his energy revenues. And so again, going back to the fact that energy security is national security, we should be ramping it up here and ratcheting down on President Putin and Russia. Most Democrats have failed to recognize the harm the energy transition does to energy security. Because of their focus on limiting supply, they're putting us in a weaker position. Simply put, energy security has to be more important than the energy transition. Without security, there will be no transition. Joe Biden hasn't yet grasped this. Let's cut energy costs for families. An average of $500 a year by combating climate change. So let's provide an investment tax credit to weatherize your home and your business to be energy efficient and get a tax credit for it. Double America's clean energy production in solar, wind, and so much more. Lower the price of electric vehicles, saving another $80 a month that you're not going to have to pay at the pump. This is the old script of glossing over the unpleasant truth that progressive energy policies make energy more expensive. Progressives have worked hard to reduce our own energy security while ignoring the higher costs that their policies impose. They ought to be telling voters that the energy transition will be expensive and is worth paying for. But they have figured out that putting the message in this way won't resonate with voters. As gasoline prices rise in America, it's going to force the White House to confront the fundamental mistake they're making on energy policy. Asking OPEC to increase production to make up for progressive policies in America exposes just how intellectually bankrupt their thinking is. But the way events are unfolding, that may have to change. Let's see if there's any movement before voters get a chance to express an opinion at the midterms in November. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Markets. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and follow us on Twitter, at Simon Lack.